Well, we're fed up with bad news stories, aren't we? Over this past year, I've been involved in uh, overseeing an office building project that has been massively delayed, and it's become sort of a metaphor for a bad year. It's been Brexit, COVID, 688 days' worth of that litany of numbers newly infected, the ever-growing tally of deaths, supply chains, lorry drivers, manufacturing, the weather, the climate change as well. I mean, what a year we've had. And now there's government sleaze, just to add to that, to party or not to party. That is the number 10 question. Uh, Even the royal family, I mean, they've been under the cosh this year as well, haven't they? Things are bad. It can feel, can't it, like a a seeping sludge of bad news that is covering everything, like the mud that's left over after a flood. No wonder we're all, I don't know, feeling frazzled, aren't we, at the end of the year? Work is harder than usual. Family is enough, enough, you cry. Give us some good news, will you? I mean, boy, do we need it. Because somehow the the nostalgia of Christmas, it just doesn't seem enough this year, does it? To dream about a white Christmas. To park ourselves in front of the telly for that Boxing Day gloopy movie. A bit drugged up on Quality Street and Brandy Butter. To ho-ho-ho at the world. Or even to go online on Christmas Day and spend £1.2 billion buying the presents that we didn't receive, that we'd wanted. I, I love escapism like the next man, but Disney just doesn't seem to cut it this year. I need some, some real, some genuine good news. You know the Christmas story, of course. By the way, I haven't got some new angle on it. As a vicar mate of mine said, I've been doing carol services for ten years now. It's going to have to be the donkey's perspective this year. You you know the Christmas story, of course you do. Believer, sceptic, interested inquirer, whatever brings you here this evening or causes you to be watching this this evening, we know that it is supposed to be good news. That's what the angels say, isn't it? Trumpeting it to the shepherds. Behold, I bring you good news, they say. Great joy for everybody. Yes? Well, unto you is born this day in the city of David a saviour who is Christ the Lord. Please will you let me this evening, for about ten minutes or so, try to persuade you that the Christmas story is good news. It really is the good news that we need at the end of 2021. So here is the first thing that the Bible tells us. And that is that this one event in history changes all history. That phrase, good news, had got a particular meaning back in the first century. Uh, we've dug up some ancient inscriptions. When I say we've dug, dug up, archaeologists have dug up. I, I wasn't there. 
archaeologists have dug up some ancient inscriptions uh, from way back about the birth of the future Roman Emperor Augustus. And it uses exactly that same word carved onto this ancient bit of stone. That word good news or, or gospel to say that his birth was like the start of a, a new era, the kingdom of Augustus, peace and salvation for all his people, a new calendar system to mark his birth. So good news means not just my wife's going to have a baby. Uh, by the way, if, given my age, if my wife was going to have a baby, that wouldn't be particularly good news. No, good news meaning a whole new era and it begins right now. It's like the way a wedding marks a new era. A confirmed bachelor becomes a married man. Or the first baby and the couple becomes a family. And everything changes. And that's what the angels say. Something has changed today. Something really, really big. And it changes not just this one, fa one family, but it changes all history an entirely new era. But I wonder if you noticed how that Bible reading from Luke starts with a whole load of dates. We're told it's the year of the census. We're told it's the time when Quirinius was governor. Now those things might not mean anything very much to us, but it dates it, a particular event at a particular moment. And the writer wants that clear. This, this is history, right? And it's today, say the angels, a particular day, this day, something changed, something happened, something so big, so momentous, so fantastic, something so incredible, you need to know that it really did happen. In history, for real. One event in history... That changes all history. Actually, if you, you grasp the size of this, then you're beginning to get a handle on the whole Christian claim. Miracles, virgin birth, resurrection, they, they all flow from the belief that the baby in the manger was the God-man, God in the flesh. God looked at this screwed up golf ball of, of a planet in the far reaches of some distant galaxy and here he did something so huge, so universe transforming that it makes sense of everything else in the Bible and it changes all of history ever since. That if you like is the what of Christmas. One particular event in history that changes all history. Okay, here's the second thing. That this happened at one place in the world and it changes all the world. And I say that again because the location matters here. There was a place and if you'd been in that place on this particular day, you'd have seen it there in the royal city the, the place where kings come from, that's where. Not in the capital city, not in the palace, 
not in the pages of Hello magazine, but a royal place nonetheless. And from there comes this good news for all the world. And that's trumpeted by the angels as well. This isn't for some particularly impressive people, some particular opinion formers, or particularly religious types. No, not at all. It's for everyone. And that means for regular guys, for ordinary people doing their ordinary work, shepherds, Amazon drivers, lawyers, NHS workers, creatives, people like you today making their living. And into their world, right into the centre of their world, like a, like a flash of light, breaks something momentous. It's so big that he sent the choir along to scare the living daylights out of them. And it happens there and then, of course. But it is for everybody, forever. One place in the world that changes all the world. And you do realise what this implies. It implies that God doesn't have favourites. That with God it's not a case of one system for them and another for everybody else. God isn't flattered or bribed or partial. He can't be bought. This is the who of Christmas. It's something, this good news, this start of a whole new era for everyone. Yes, it happens at a particular place in the world, but it changes all the world. And it's all focused on someone, thirdly. One tiny baby that changes everything. It's all about, say the shepherds, a saviour who is Christ the Lord. A saviour king. The crucial significance of this cradle, an upcycled animal feeding trough in some small town, the significance of it is its place in this downward sequence of steps from the comfortableness of heaven to the cruel cross of Calvary. You might say the steps from glory to gory. And we don't understand this momentous event, this Christmas scene, unless we ask, where was Jesus going down these steps? Where was his journey headed? Or to ask the same question another way, what did Jesus do when he grew up? The king, that's what the word Christ means, it's another way of saying your majesty. The king, well, what did the angels say? What is the good news, this momentous news about this tiny baby king? Unto you is born a saviour, they say. Jesus, Lord and King of this world, came to save it. And that's what he did when he grew up. I wonder why you think the world is so dark. Why is it? Messed up. What's your explanation for, for pandemic and pain and sadness? 
you think that all the problems are out there? Think there's any possibility that the problems could also be in here? There's an old Peanuts cartoon where Charlie Brown is soliloquizing. Sometimes I lie awake at night, he says, and I ask, where have I gone wrong? And then a voice says to me, this is going to take more than one night. The world is like it is because people live here, people like us, who do extraordinary acts of kindness, of course, and also terrible acts of malevolence, sins. And not just to one another, but more significantly towards God. Somebody said this to me uh, yesterday. I don't know if you agree with this. See what you think. They said there are two buildings that every modern society has. The first is a prison, which tells us that we mess up. And it is an uncomfortable truth, but a true truth, that at Christmas God says, you have done wrong. You've wronged me. You need a saviour. And I'm going to send him to save you. The second building in every society is a hospital. And that tells us that ultimately we cannot escape death. As a vicar, I remember being called to, to hospital to go to the bedside of a dying lady who'd asked to see me. She was a, she'd been a churchgoer all her life. She was now in her 80s. I hadn't seen her for a while, and when I saw her, she was emaciated. It was like she'd shrunk. She was about a third of the size that I remembered her being when I had seen her. She was very obviously in her last days, probably her last hours. What do you say to somebody like that? What was, was Vicar supposed to say to somebody right at the end of their life? Well... I did what the only thing I could think of doing. I began to explain to her the good news of Christianity. That Jesus came into the world, king as he is, he came to be her saviour. So that our sins could be forgiven. The sins that we mean that, we, that mean that we face God. Hang on, she said. What have I done wrong? Why do I need to be forgiven? I thought it was an extraordinary thing that at that moment, so close to the end of her life, clearly in hospital to die, at that moment she was so sure that she didn't need a saviour. And that's exactly why Jesus came, to rescue us, to save us from all that makes our world so full of bad news makes our future so dark. He, he came to bring forgiveness. This one particular tiny baby, this baby changes everything because he's the saviour that we need. And that's why Christmas is good news. It, it really is. One particular moment in history, but it changes all history. One location in the world, but it is for all the world. One tiny baby who changes everything because he is the saviour king.
And the thing that makes this different from gloopy Disney World is that it's tied to history, to place, to time and place, real time and place, not make-believe. This is not the you-can-be-anything-you-want-to-so-long-as-you-believe type imagination. Good news into our world that comes as a baby-wrapped present. All focused on Jesus, one person and one massive and outrageous claim to be the king saviour that I need, actually that a bad news world needs. So many people visit church at Christmas. It's a huge proportion of the UK population singing carols, hearing about Jesus, a saviour who is Christ the Lord, and then carefully consigning him to the Christmas box along with the baubles and last year's Christmas cards. Thanks for the good news. Now back to my bad news. Where was I? What a, what a terrible Christmas, if you say that about it, to end a terrible year with that. When God has acted to change everything for us forever. I don't know what brings you here tonight. Uh, perhaps you think of yourself as a visitor. Maybe some Christian friend invited you here. Or maybe you are a committed Christian yourself. Here's a question for you to ask maybe the person you came with tonight, the person who invited you. Perhaps if you're watching online, you could WhatsApp them straight afterwards and ask them this question. Here's the question. Instead of asking, what are you doing this Christmas? Ask, when was it that Christmas became good news for you? One moment in history that changes all history. One place in the world that changes all the world. One baby that changes everything because he is the saviour that we need. Why don't I finish with a short prayer. Let's pray. Lord Jesus, thank you that you came into this world to be the saviour that we need. Thank you so much for your journey from the comfortableness of heaven all the way to the cross where you would die to buy forgiveness for us. Thank you for extraordinarily good news for a world that so desperately needs it. And we pray that this Christmas this message will be good news for every one of us. In Jesus' name, amen.